Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Katie on the Flip Side, the podcast. I am coming at you today with number two from my series on the codependent red flags that I started to recognize in myself a little over a year ago, how I've started to change those things, how that's changed my life, and also kind of how I've allowed myself or watched myself to make sure that I'm not slipping back into those same behaviors because it is a process. It's something that you have to practice, you have to work on, and it's it's definitely like kind of a lifelong thing once you've um, grown to rely on a certain behavior or grown up with a certain behavior or been you know, shown a certain behavior your entire life, it's hard to change one of those things. So if you missed the previous episode, you might want to go back and listen to that one where I kind of talked about how this series is going to go and um, the different things I'm going to cover. Um, Last week, I covered giving advice or unsolicited advice, helping without being asked, and needing to feel like you need to rescue or fix somebody else or their situation. Um, Rescuing people from emotions or physically rescuing people from, you know, an emergency (laughs) that tends to be a common emergency that people have. Some people tend to be always in a state of emergency, and that is what we are trying to avoid for ourselves and getting sucked into that with other people as well. So um, as I'm going through each of these things, I really... It's interesting as you start to see them in yourself and you start to change them in yourself, you start to notice them in other people and you start to realize how toxic each of these things are. Of course, being behaviors that you yourself might be dealing with or have lived out throughout your life, you know, you have to look at it as you can't judge somebody for continuing to live their own life that way. Again, going back to number one, you can't fix them, can't rescue them from their situation. Um, But you can start to take notice and really decide whether that is a behavior you need to be around or whether it's something you need to distance yourself from a little bit. Um, I think it's also interesting to realize how many times your friends or the people that you spend the most time with, the people you're drawn to do display these similar behaviors because, you know, we're kind of drawn to people who are similar to us in certain ways. And whether or not you intend for that to be the case, um, a lot of times it just happens. And it, it starts to kind of at first, as I started recognizing it, I was like, well, maybe the, maybe these aren't bad things. Like this is how, you know, this person and this person and this person are, then maybe that's just how a lot of people are. But then the more I started listening to different things, researching, looking into all of this, bettering my life and my mindset and changing my mental health, um, I started hearing other people educated in this area talking about how um, that, you know, it it happens. You end up being surrounded by the same type of people with the same negative behavior patterns. And a lot of times you may have gotten your negative behavior patterns or those have been exacerbated or made more apparent or made worse um, by being around people who kind of encourage those behaviors. 
So um, just kind of keep that in mind as you listen to these and as you go through looking at each of these in your own self. I have found once you start to see it in yourself, once you start to understand it, and once you start to change it, you cannot unsee it. And you are going to notice this, these different patterns, or whether they're there or whether they're not in every body. It is so interesting and so eye-opening to really kind of take a look at all of that. So, okay, let's get into this. Um, the second point that we're going to talk about today is the second thing that I kind of started to notice as far as the codependency goes. Um, and the thing that, you know, it's another thing that I do find myself slipping back into is that I start worrying about what other people think about me, worrying about other people's opinions. Um, that is something that I was first introduced to as being a problem or being something that was not necessary. Um, when I started looking, listening to Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face, and then kind of following along with all of the things she talks about. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. And all of a sudden, you're following all these different inspirational folks. And it's talked about so much. Um, but for me, other people's opinions and the reliance on that and the um, importance of other people's opinions was something that was a big part of my life growing up. Um, I don't, I'm, I don't know. It's kind of like everything. It's not like something is intentional. Like I said, you know, people feel different ways and do different things and don't do things to be malicious. People do what they know and they base their behavior on what they know, um, what they've been taught. And a lot of times, you know, that's what happens in families or in friend groups or whatever. Once one person kind of is a certain way, then everybody else kind of follows along. So um, worrying about what other people think about me, whether that's my clothing, my goals, my appearance, my hair, my makeup, my nails, my parenting style, the behaviors that I'm choosing to engage in, my house, my, you know, it, the list goes on and on. There's a million things. Um, and then I think the second part of that and the really most important life changing part of it is feeling extreme anxiety when somebody does disapprove of me or my choices or questions me. And then in turn, I start to question myself. Um <laughs> along the lines of worrying about what other people think of me. I just thought about this as I was sniffling. Y'all excuse my um my scratchy voice and my stopped up nose. I've got some allergies. December, I don't know why. I always have allergies in December. Who knows what it's from? But <laughs> I'm not worried about what y'all are going to think. I'm just kind of explaining in case it's the first time you listened. I don't ever, I don't always listen. I don't, oh my gosh, I can't even talk. How, I usually can't talk and I usually stumble over something in every single episode. But I do not usually sound this way. <laughs> so, um, okay, let's get back to the actual topic, which is worrying about what other people think, other people's opinions. Um, when I started to change this, and I think the hardest part was knowing how to change it. Because when you've had a constant focus on other people's opinions being your validation for whether you're a good person, whether you 
look nice, whether your hair is done right, whether you're putting the right content out on your Instagram account or whether, you know, all, all of the things when you're basing it on that, you're finding your validation, you're finding your worth and your meaning and purpose in what other people think. And I've said this many times, but what kind of got me changing my thinking about that and what kind of made me stop thinking that way and what keeps me from continuing to think that way is reminding myself that nobody else lives in my house other than obviously my husband and my kids, but nobody else lives in my house or in my body or in my mind. And while people may mean well by telling you that this doesn't look good on you or this isn't how you do something or um, whatever their unsolicited advice may be or whatever their opinion may be, they are not you. And as much as it feels like you need their approval, it's not important. They don't, they're not there for your day-to-day life. And as I started making decisions based on other people's opinions or based on what other people thought or what other people thought I should do, or other people's parenting styles, or other people's judgment of my parenting style, I started to realize how stressful it was for me, because for whatever reason, this, that, or the other, didn't help me the way it helped them. Or it stressed me out more to feel the pressure of, well, if your kids aren't involved in this, and this, and this, then you're not doing a good enough job of exposing them to whatever, you know, socialization, or, um, sports or music or whatever, um, you realize that it may not be something that you feel strongly about. And when you are putting a lot of focus on something that is not your passion or something that you really feel like is important, it's easy to get really overwhelmed by it and become resentful of it. So um, I think it's I don't know. I think that can come down to from, I think parenting is kind of the top of my mind all the time and how I parent my kids. And, you know, whether it's that when we first started YouTube and making daily videos, the whole thing at the time was that, oh, isn't this great? Because now you can stay home with your baby and you can have a flexible schedule and you can all spend so much time together and film all these family activities and do all this stuff. Well, that's great when they're little, but as they get older, they do need some activities. They need, in my opinion, (laughs) for my kids, some socialization. They need to, I don't know, they need some routine and some structure. At least my kids do or did. And as the parents and as people trying to run a business, it was easy for people on the outside to look in and say, you know, you guys just film your life for 10, 15 minutes a day, and then you have to edit it. And how is that so hard? And then you upload it. And you should definitely be able to do that when your kid naps. And there's no reason you should need extra childcare. So that is opinions from somebody who's not living in our house, somebody who does not see all of the behind the scenes stuff and does not see what we're doing. Um, when we first started looking into a one day a week, four hour a day, so literally four hours for an entire week of just a little, like it's called Mother's Day Out down here in Alabama. I don't know where y'all are from. A lot of people had never heard of that, but it's basically like just a little um, preschool mom's morning out type thing 
Uh, they have a little classroom. The kids come and they play and they do crafts and they eat lunch and they have little music classes and do all the fun, cute little stuff for a few hours a week, allowing you to go run your errands or get your hair cut or do work or whatever. Take a freaking nap, whatever you want to do. It's your own decision. Um, but at that time, I was so worried about um, what other people thought about that. We mentioned it in one of our videos, and we got so much negative feedback about how terrible we were as parents because we wanted to put our child in this program four hours a week. <laughs> so one day from like 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. It was and, and it, we took it straight to heart. We were like, okay, well, you know, maybe we are bad and we should be taking care of her full time because we do have this opportunity to be at home and there are people who don't have that opportunity and we should take it, you know, we should, shouldn't take it for granted and blah, blah, blah. The list goes on of other people's opinions really getting you down, starting to make you question yourself, starting to make you have anxiety and, um, you know, resentment, then it's, well, you know, we could have had these extra four hours to really put time into our business to have a meeting with each other to manage the financial portion of it or to get our budget straight or to, to have meetings with other people that need to be involved in our business. So I think that's just one example of kind of how that can impact you. We found ourselves more stressed after that because it was almost like we had the opportunity to have this, you know, little tiny bit of childcare and then didn't do it because of fears of what other people thought and the feedback other people gave us, which made us start questioning ourselves. And looking back, I, you know, obviously we don't, we can't change anything from the past, but I can see now how that would have been helpful um, in a sense of not feeling like, you know, I don't know, in a sense of basically allowing ourselves some time to do adult things and have focus on our business in a different way, like in a business minded way versus just the family vlogging way. Um, we obviously can't change anything now. And I don't think it would have drastically changed the course of our lives. But um, it is one example. So I think Another downfall of this, aside from questioning yourself and the anxiety about what other people are thinking about you, for me, it was that when I was making decisions based on what other people thought, I didn't have to think as much for myself. So then I felt like I had even more reason to question my decisions and to feel like I wasn't capable of making good decisions. <laughs> Because if I'm relying on other people's opinions or other people's um, recommendations, then I can feel like, you know, well, it's not my fault if this goes wrong because this is what so-and-so recommended. Or it's not my fault if I, you know, wear the wrong outfit. Oh, well, so-and-so told me this was the right thing to wear. So-and-so told me this is how you do your hair or whatever. Um, so you don't really have that self-responsibility. It kind of goes back to the other side of the point, the first point that I talked about in the last episode of unsolicited advice or rescuing people is that 
the person that you're giving advice to or rescuing doesn't have as much opportunity to think for themselves. Um, so I wouldn't have the chance to learn my own lessons based on my own decisions. So, you know, if something went wrong, it was because, well, somebody else told me to do this. And if I had done it the way I wanted to, then it would have gone differently, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's, that's just a really important part of life is feeling confident in your own decisions. And I feel like I'd now make more informed decisions because I am the only one responsible for that. Obviously, in a marriage, in a family, um, I do rely on us working together and we talk about things and discuss things. And, you know, we seek advice from people who are experienced in the areas we're seeking advice in. A lot of the problem comes from when you're receiving or accepting advice from somebody who does not have experience with whatever topic it is that you're talking about. <laughs> um, it's definitely important to have mentors and to have people who guide you and help you and direct you, but it's up to you to choose the right people to do that for you. Um, so when you're not fully responsible for your own decisions because you think other people's opinions are more important for me personally, I wasn't looking into my choices as much. I wasn't looking into making sure that I was responsible in certain areas or was keeping up with things the way I should because I figured, well, somebody's going to tell me if I need to do something differently or, you know, if nobody has mentioned it, then it's obviously not a problem. So that was part of a, an issue for me with all of this. Um, in learning to take a deep, deeper look at things and form my own opinions, trust myself with my own opinions, I'm learning my own lessons. I'm learning from my own mistakes. I'm having to sit in my own discomfort when something doesn't go right, which allows me to learn the lesson better than if somebody else had just told me it wasn't going to go right and then I didn't do it. Um, I'm better able to trust myself in that way because I'm better able to see that not only did maybe I make a bad decision, but I learned a lesson from it and I was able to change it on my own in order to create things going in a different direction. So that for me has been a big part of learning to trust myself is giving myself full responsibility <laughs> for myself um, and knowing that that's my responsibility. So I'm going to look into it. I'm going to dive deeper into the research behind something before I make a decision. Um, so things that I have told myself as kind of mantras or encouragement or whatever when I start to struggle with this is someone else's acceptance does not define me or validate me. So just because somebody else approves of something or likes something, that doesn't define me. That doesn't validate me just as much as it doesn't define me or invalidate me if somebody doesn't agree. They do not live in your body, in your house, or in your mind. So they don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes. This is something that Cullen and I ended up talking a lot about when we were struggling in our marriage is talking to other people about our fights or our issues. Um, obviously, we highly recommend counseling and therapy. That's a different situation because you're talking to somebody who is going to be, first of all, professionally trained. And second of all, they're going to ask the right questions and know the right things that are going on. When you start talking to running to talk to a family member or a friend or somebody 
telling them all the bad things that just happened in this fight, you are setting yourself up for receiving their advice back on a situation where they only know one side of it. They only know the 10 minute argument that you're telling them about. They only know little pieces, bullet points of the whole picture, and they may be missing a whole big piece of it. They also don't see what happens when you make up. They don't see the little gestures, the little, um, you know, the little things throughout the day that your spouse or your boyfriend or whoever may do. Um, so all they hear is like, oh, yeah, everything's fine now. And then they start to have their own judgments of the other person because all they're remembering is the bad stuff. They don't, you know, even if you tell them all the good stuff. Basically, the point is they don't live in the house and see every single little interaction that goes on between the two of you. And so it's very difficult for somebody else to give 100% um, like <laughs> relevant advice to your situation. So. Their acceptance does not define me or validate me. Um, another one is to remind myself if I cannot be myself, dress a certain way, or have certain goals around someone, fill in the blanks with whatever your situation is, then I may not need to be around that person. So if there's somebody who's always questioning you, always telling you you're doing something wrong, always um, needing you to explain all of your decisions, asking you a million questions about each of your decisions. That's not a great influence on you. Um, it is good to have somebody that holds you accountable and keeps you in check in a sense. Um, friends like that are great, but when it's done in a certain way that is, you know, judgmental or they always seem to know better than you do, might need to question whether you need to limit your time with that person. Um, another couple of things that have been super, super important for me to accept, and it has taken me a while to accept it, and I'm still working on this, is telling myself, it's okay if I make the wrong decision. It is okay to make a mistake. It's okay to admit that and say, you know what, I screwed up. I think this day and age, everybody is so expected to be perfect, to give the perfect um, perception of their family and their themselves and, you know, the perfect Instagram worthy um, family and household and cleaned up messes and all of the things. And it's okay if you screw something up, like that's how you learn. And it allows other people to see that they're not the only one that makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> Literally everybody makes mistakes. It's okay. So as you're trusting yourself, you can make a decision in knowing that it's okay if I make the wrong decision. The majority of decisions are not life or death. Now there are some that are, <laughs> but the majority of decisions or are not. And if you make a wrong decision, that means it's just something that was intended to teach you a lesson. So you can learn from that. And you can think of it as not being a wrong decision, but being a lesson that you learned. Um, again, going along with that, something else is if I screw up, that's a lesson for me. It's not a judgment or a reflection of my character. Just because I screw something up or mess something up doesn't mean I'm a bad person, doesn't mean I'm stupid, doesn't mean whatever else about me. It's a lesson that I need to learn. Um, another really, really important point in this is that I am who I am, no matter what other people think. 
Um, I have found myself telling this to my kids <laughs> lately too, when one of my kids will say, so-and-so said that I wasn't very smart or so-and-so said that my shoes were ugly or whatever. Well, do you like your shoes and did you enjoy wearing them? Well, yeah, I really like these shoes. Okay, well, then they are what they are. They're your favorite shoes. They're cute. You like them. You are what you are, no matter what other people think. That's fine for them to think that. They don't have to wear them. doesn't affect you or who you are based on what other people think about something that you're doing or something you're wearing. So-and-so said I was mean. Well, did you do something that was mean to them or like that, that might have hurt their feelings? No, I was just coloring my own picture and they came up and said I was mean. Okay, well, that's their opinion of you and you know who you really are and you know that you're not mean. So you believe in yourself for who you are and who you know you are. Um, so I think that's really important and it's helped me a lot to remember that, that no matter what other people think or no matter what they're going to say about me, I know who I am and that's all that I know is the truth because other people don't see the whole picture. Um, next is if I compromise myself because I'm worried about what other people think, I'm not being authentic to myself and I'm not living to the full potential that God gave me. So that kind of goes along with the previous one of I am who I am no matter what other people think. Um, I will say it again because I feel like it's a really, really important one. I feel like we do a lot of time compromise ourselves because we're worried about what other people think. We compromise the way we um, share things or the things we say or um, the way we the way we are. Okay, so if I compromise myself because I'm worried about what other people think, I'm not being authentic to myself and I'm not living to the full potential that God gave me. So in my case, there's been a lot of the things that I have wanted to share on my podcast, some of the stuff I'm sharing now, some stuff that I still haven't even shared um, that I haven't shared because I'm worried about what other people think, or I'm worried about, I'm worried that people won't think it's important. They won't think it's true. They won't think it's good. They won't find it relevant. And it's been so put on my heart lately that if I feel led and called to share something, then I need to share it because that is me. That's who I am. And it is kind of, I mean, it's really important to me. So if I'm not sharing something or not allowing myself to put out there the kind of what God has put on my heart to share, then I'm not being authentic to myself. I'm not being like living to my full potential because I'm too focused on well, I really want to share this, but everybody else says I should be doing this and I should be posting this type of content and I should be sharing about this and nobody really talks about the mistakes they've made and things they've screwed up. So I just, I don't know what people are going to think. You know, you can't think that way. If this is something that helps one other person, then it's done its purpose. And if it's something that helps nobody else, Right now, maybe it will one day. If it doesn't ever help anybody, then it's still me sharing who I am and being authentic to myself. So there you go. Um, and then lastly is nobody else knows me like I know me. The opinion of my person, personal decisions literally does not matter to somebody else at the end of the day. So I kind of talked about this earlier, but somebody else's opinion of my personal decisions, like even as I read that, 
out loud from this piece of paper I'm looking at to y'all. I'm like, why, why would anybody think that somebody's opinion of your personal decisions matters at the end of the day when that other person is going to bed or when you're going to bed? But I know, I mean, I know why I felt that way and I know why other people feel that way. But when you think about it that way, like somebody's opinion of my personal decisions, if they're losing sleep over the fact that I want to send my kid to a preschool or a daycare or a whatever, then that that is not my problem (laughs) that they're concerned about this. Um, It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like they aren't the one that gets to make that decision. So nobody else knows you like you know yourself. And so that is where it goes all back to trusting yourself and believing that in examining all the things that you're doing in your life and examining how you're doing things, you're going to make the best decisions for yourself. And if you don't, it's okay. If you screw up, it's okay. It's a lesson. It is not the end of the world. Usually, (laughs) usually, um, no, it's seriously, it's not the end of the world. Um, so I, this is just, it's, it's encouraging for me to share this because it's reminders to me. Like I said, some of this, as I start to go down this path and um, am working on some of these things, I find myself recognizing more quickly when I'm slipping back into this. When I start finding myself questioning, like, oh, shoot, what, like, what are they going to think? Like, well, if I make that decision, then what is this person going to think? Then I'm like, okay, take a step back and look at, like, what is it that's causing you to slip back into this this pattern of behavior, this thought pattern, um, and how can I stop it? Um, I notice that I'm doing the best when I'll come home from some event or something and realize that I literally haven't thought one time about what other somebody else thinks about my outfit or the way I acted or what I said or whatever else. So um, I would love to hear if this is something that you guys have struggled with or do struggle with. If it's something that you've overcome, I always love hearing how you have worked to change these things. If it's been something that you've worked on. Um, I am excited to take you guys along with me on this journey. As I said in the previous episode, I will be covering the top 10 things that I see kind of as red flags or toxic behavior, um, toxic traits of the codependency um, issues that I have had and how I've overcome them. So we are on number two now. And so there are, what's that make? Seven more to go, right? Is that right? Nine more to go? Anyways. Yeah, seven more. No, eight. Why am I skipping a number? Oh my goodness. Allergy medicine is going to my head. Eight more to go. So you guys stay tuned. Come back as I'm sharing more. I love to connect with y'all. So feel free to reach out to me on Instagram is the primary place that I am. KatiePie07 is my Instagram account. You can message me there or comment on a picture and let me know that you listened. Um, You're welcome to email me. I can't promise that that is a business email. So I can't promise I'm always going to be super duper on top of personal emails there. But if you'd like to email me there, it's Katie on the flip side at gmail.com. As always, I appreciate you guys sharing and um, sharing this, my podcast and different episodes with your friends or with people who you feel like would benefit from it. Take a screenshot, post it to your favorite social platform and direct others to it. You never know who it might help or who might need to hear this. Thank you guys so much for always being here, for leaving sweet and wonderful, loving reviews on the podcast. That means so much to me as I go through and read those. And it does also help other people find the podcast and get this information as well. So 
with all that being said, thank you guys so much. And I will see you next time for number three, which if you would like to know, it is talking about starting to feel responsible for managing other people's feelings, managing other people's emotions, or managing other people's behavior. So should be an interesting one. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next time. Bye.